right, so uh, this one is a, a maybe this would be based on a real story. And I hate to do this, but I, because I love my sister's husband so, so I don't want you to think that this is S. K. Lowe, uh, Del Intentado, Amiquando, like an assault on my brother-in-law's personality, because uh, it's not. And it'd be partially because the story is partially my fault. You know, no low entiendo. I do not get it, though. I don't get how this story happened. And uh, at the time, he, I think he even said, when, when, it, when it happened, he said, no se que esta pasando. I don't even know what's happening. And, you know, one part of it is, you know, I tend to be recluso, a bit reclusive. Uh, you know, trying to avoid, because we had gone to my parents' old house, they were moving out of it, my childhood home, and we had to, you know, we had to clean out the garage and bring everything to, we were, I think everything ready to get in a dumpster, and we also had a ton of yard work to do, so these are the details I'm authorized to tell you, say. Uh, it was, uh, my brother-in-law, he was working, so it was the summer, and I think this was Justo Antes Recibio, just before he received, uh, like his, it was almost the end of his day. So he was working in the basement of my parents' house where there was a landline, and all the rest of us were doing, uh, you know, do chores and stuff, you know, stuff around so brave of ear, leaving living and uh you know we had all answered the yamada the call uh to, to to clean the yard mow the yard rake the yard weed the yard uh the call to get all those you know carry around the duties they fell on the children and, and my parents were there escoladas escorts and you know if you take anything off Saberlo debia you ought to know uh that it was my mistake. Uh, and what had happened was uh, Habali had talked to my brother-in-law. I had started the, the, right next to where he was working is the down to the basement bathroom uh, where there's a bathtub. And we had been somewhere. We'd been at this little camp cabin in Lake Ontario. So I had my daughter and she hadn't taken a bath in a, in a, other than in the lake because that's where we bathe in the lake. And I said, well, geez, why don't you take a bath? You know, so I started filling up the bathtub and I said, okay, I'm going to go back out and uh, do some work, you know. Uh, and I said, when the tub's filled, you could call me once it's filled. But he was doing tech, he's a tech, he was doing like tech support kind of work, uh, like IT stuff. So, you know, r- r- routine, routine stuff for him. But, you know, Mayor Toma takes more attention, you know, than someone like me might think. So I don't know if he heard me when I said, you know, I'm filling up the tub. Uh, so Propius, I got to own, you know, my mistakes. But this is Vivido, vivid memory, a half of Consigo with him. And maybe Imala Noticia. Uh, but I guess spread the so I started the tub, you know, and then I went out by the side to start working in the yard. Totally forgot about the tub, you know. You know, if I was thinking straight out what a la order, you know, set an order or set something on my phone to get my attention, or I would have grabbed RS, I recorded it, 
because uh, what proceeded to happen, you know, was a disaster. Because there's like a w- old wall-to-wall shag carpeting in this basement. And soon there would be way less footprints of, uh, you know, of wetness. You know, who would have thought I would have needed a school of tub filling common sense? You know, there was Rostro out on the trail, low tope at the top of uh, my parents' yard, raking and mostly complaining. And then I hear my sister yell. And I tope bar, I ran into the house. And it was like, uh, atraco como fue la cosa. It was as this thing was, I was like, is there a heist going on in here? And she was really yelling at her husband. And I vaguely, vagamente, I remember being, and this is a talent also, talented guy. You know, Atajos, I guess he doesn't take any shortcuts at work because he was definitely focused on his work. And I shouldn't have taken it so personalis, but he had not, you know, the tub would continue to fill. And it kept filling, and then it overflowed the tub, then it flooded the bathroom, and then it flooded out of the bathroom. In uh, concepto sin embargo, however, whatever concept, he was focused on it just his computer as the water pooled around him. Somehow it didn't touch his computer tower. You know, we could have had sanamos y un fue, like we could have had dinner and left, and he might have been underwater still working. And, you know, he lives in Jersey, so he knew he needs fundos, you know, it's expensive there. So you got to make a living, you know, you got to make your dollar. Uh, so a parece, it would, fear, it would appear that it was my fault, even though I wanted to deny, deny, God, oh, deny it. A poker period, it was my fault. It was uh, at the tub and then the downstairs, relevante, it had standingly flooded. And I was, you know, count, contando, counting the minutes till I flew back and said, muchas gracias, thank you very much, you know, flooded. The, so then we had to rip up the carpet. I guess I thought everybody was mad at me. You know, I wanted to say, no, no, say pare, you know, this will not stand. And I guess I was a bit worried about opinion, what everybody was thinking. I wasn't able to say pues Well, let's see how this goes. You know, because I felt bad because the carpet was ruined. My daughter would not get a tubby. You know, it's a memory I wish I could barata, deleted from my life, or old B-Day, forgotten. Uh, or that there was like a del Torres, like an informer in the bathroom, a tub informer. Or a fantasma, you know, a tub spirit that said, you know, called out to me. And, like, suddenly I would have had una duda, a doubt. I said, oh, the tub, I would have ran inside. But, you know, it's usually that happens. And you get there, it's just starting to overflow. But I never made the connection, you know. So I know I won't get a La Becca Serge, Serge, uh, you know, I won't get be raising any scholarships. I mean, if I would have remembered, I would have ran like El Tigre, you know, like a tiger in there. Uh, Al Kelos, you know, those things, you know, they, they dar las gracias, we like to thank people for. Uh, it's too bad I don't have the ability to just lose, see a lot of light, you know, and say, displace after it's over, it's over. You know, but I'm trying to mejorando, get better, you know, little by little. 
you know, go, not going to Gordos Galeon in my mind, the fat alleys of my mind. I think we were there for the feria, the New York State Fair, feria, uh, which happens at the end of the summer. But poor, poor Supuesto, of course we were. Uh, of course we were there for the fair. And the great New York State Fair, I think it's like it goes for like about 10 days. Ya a bear. Ya ba a bear. And we will see, you know, what goes on at the fair. You know, sospechos maneja. You know, I suspect there'll be handles at the fair to carry on your bags where you carry all this free stuff you get, go get, they give away there. Because uh, I think that's like for little kids, like I am inside me. There's two things about the fair. There's the rides, but I'm not, I don't think, I think that little kid part of me is because it gets so hot there. Uh, but you always say, uh, you know, tomando, tomato, I'd rather have taken, you know, uh, the morning, like, huesa, galito, sesento, sesento. Like, because you take your, so many footprints, you know, they trigger, you get tired, but you, so they say, may the hair, like, I'm going to leave the fair, walk around, get all the free stuff. Uh, then when my mamando, and when I start sucking wind, I'll say, este el... S.A.S. Elman, this is a man that's going to leave the fair while it's still a little platada, still a little silverly inside, you know. Because, uh, you know, there's like three or four different fairs, to be honest. There's a, but to kids, there's entre los dos. You got to choose between the two. Uh, where you walk around to go get free stuff, like that's just advertisements for government agencies and businesses, or you go to the midway where the rides are. And if you ever want to read a non-boring version, just read David Foster Wallace's essay about uh, the fair he visited. It's brilliant. And I, that's what put me out. I was like, this guy is amazing. He captured the essence of the Kehizo. But what did it for me? He really, yeah, Puesto, he posted himself up at the fair for a few days. Like a gallo, like a rooster. But yeah, Ibamos, we were going to the fair you always want to go through, you want to find some gamas, some gems. You know, maybe see some actuando, some acting. There's a couple fair chains, the Cadena, you know, just at the fair that are there every year that you want to go visit. Like pizza free or deep, different kinds of deep fried things mostly. You know, say Lohuro. You know, I swear that's my favorite stuff is the food. Hentio, though. It'll be full of people, crowded, uh, which supone means, you know, you guys stay calm, maybe make, two, you know, two or three visits. You know, Kwando, that's the story, but that, that was the day we went to the fair. It was the day my brother-in-law flooded the basement. Uh, and I think that accelerate, accelerated my parents getting out of that house because then the floor was ruined. Underneath it had old, old tile floor, like not the, you know, the kind of tiles, not fancy tiles, the old, like institutional type, you know, ASAS, those, you know, the ones I got and you wouldn't grab if they were free. You know, but the Seagate Vivo, I think that house is still, you know, living. It's like, uh, I think someone's renting it. 
uh, Bistour, though, my brother was in there carving up uh, a floor, though. Recently, he sent me some pictures. He was working on it. I don't know, getting ready to sell it or something. You know, then they'd have a Sierra closing. Actuando, he's acting on my parents' behalf. He always says, no panico, you know, don't panic. My brother said he deals with the molestia, the hassle of you know, selling that. Uh, and that was one time you wouldn't say tango, okay, ir al baño, you know, that I have to go to the bathroom because it was full, flooded, it was flooded, you know. And it took all our family recourse, so resources to kind of find blankets and stuff to suck up the water, start calling people, uh, chauffeur, somebody to drive and go get a blower, wet vac. A lot of shouting at me and my brother-in-law. You know, Tormenta, it was a storm of, uh, you know, we fl- I, I flooded the... I still know how I forgot. Like, they, they usually, you know, accept it. I'm having trouble accepting it. And I guess I'm having trouble, you know, with the zapatos, you know, put myself in my brother-in-law's shoes. You know, he was there, there trying to do his work. And he's expecting me to monitor a tub while he's not, you know, that, uh, you know, he's trying to get his job done. He was at work, you know, in the work zone. Uh, Vienna, you know, these things come and they go, you know, problems, probar. All we can do is try our best. You know, see no fuere if it is not this time. You know, one day, Receta will find the recipe to make it work. They call it Brebra, Brebra Pollo, the chicken test, you know. You know, be thankful, Tengan, for what you have. Bear us, you'll see, if you keep your eyes open, the maravillas, the wonders of the world. And then maybe your heart will even despega, take off, you know. Because uh, some believe that the universe in sumo supplies us you know, with fuerte, what makes us strong, you know, with ingressos, income, you know, not of money or things, but of uh, some things we need. And sigan, sigan, we just got to continue to follow, you know, I, I don't know, Nikin's so mad about that I, I should have had a plan to shut the tub off instead of just letting it run and expect someone that's working. I guess I'm still not over to have a modicum of common sense to hear a tub full and then hear water dripping. But they say, well, I just expect, you know, that somebody would have common, you know, from his, his zapatos, the common sense to say, well, I'm trying to work here. You know, I, I can't monitor myself. I'm at work. You know, even though it looks like I'm in your chalet, your house, you're, you know, I'm really at work. Even though I'm here, I'm not. You know, Sakaste, did you get that? And I, I guess I didn't get that, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Joey. I'm sorry, Mom and Dad, uh, for and everybody else, you know. I mean, and I'm sorry to me. Sorry that my daughter didn't get to the tub. But I'm not, I guess I'm not sorry for the memory because it's burned in my mind. Oh, so the beautiful late summer afternoon, the 80 degrees, 80% humidity, the bug noises, the moisture in the air, moisture in the ground in the room and everything after it flooded. So uh, what are you going to do? All right, let's move on. All right, so we're talking metastasis, episode 41. It opens with a sky like heaven. And then we have uh, Wollongus in mid-convo. 
And then I realized it's like uh, when Henry was back uh, visiting the doctor, it's a flashback. And then uh, he says, Gus, Henry says to Gus, Walt says to Gus, and Buenos no chase. I think Gus says, hey, say Buenos, something like that. Uh, then we see Go, Gustavo goes to see Don Salamanca. Uh, and he turns off the TV, sits down, and he says, let's talk. And they're talking cartel stuff about Walter Blanco. He tells him some of the news he's heard, and Don Salamanca's not, no, Don Hector, I think, is what he goes by. Uh, but he's not ha- happy. He says something like sangria, poor sangria. Uh, then we have church bells gonging, and then the episode opens. And the title episode is Oho, poor Oho. Then we see Walt. He's in a, um, what do you call it? Not scrubs, but a hospital gown. And he says, is he there for treatment? He's with another man. And they're talking. Walt calls Jose first before they start talking. And then they, I think they're talking about spouses. Uh, then Walt calls cancer mierda, uh, which is about, you know, and if he's trying to help this guy or calm him, uh, he uses "yo" like a like a, that was a very educational pronunciation of "yo, yo, yo," uh, talking about himself for a point, not for a scoring point, like to underline a point. Then we see Waltz in the lab, and there's mystery music playing, uh, very clearly mysterious music. Though my handwriting looks like it says M Y S, and then an unidentifiable uh, uh, looks like a fish hook, and the, actually the most terrible fish hook ever drew, drew. Like doesn't look like a letter, but I think that's mystery music playing. He's on camera. Walt's trying to look a little bit tough. Uh, Gus is watching him on the laptop. Then Gus closes the laptop. Uh, he talks to his employees about the, f- the proper use of the flyer at work. He answers the phone. He says, Digame, like, tell me. Uh, then Gus goes to meet with the cops, believe it or not. And uh, Henry's there, the action star cop, uh, Ruben. I think that was his name. Uh, Gomez is there, and the big boss is there. And they kind of lay out their case about Guido's fingerprints. or And I don't know. I couldn't quite follow it. But some of them about fingerprints in Guido Bermudez. Yo, I put question, you know, exclamation point. Uh, Gus kind of lays out his side. He's like, well, geez, this is what I could tell you, boys. And Henry's watching. He's at the other end of the table. He's all cocky. But Gus has all the answers. Henry also had a winning shirt, though. So Gus had the winning answers. Henry had the winning shirts. Uh, the best they could put together is that they're talking about Guido wanted money or needed money from Gus or investment or out uh, of desperation. And I put why because I wasn't sure why. Then I was started writing about Henry's shirt again. It's short, short sleeve shirt. And no, I didn't put shirt. I thought that said short. It's white, white, a nice material, not all cotton, though. It looked like it could have been a cotton poly blend. Almost like a 70s style blend shirt, polyester, but cool looking. Uh, so 
during his recovery from his injury, he's been he's been shirt shopping, or somebody has, or maybe he lost some pounds. He can fit into these shirts again. And then Gus makes it simplemente. He says, "Hey, this is simplemente, simple mistake, or something." Or maybe even said, simply a sweet shirt. Uh, but Gus has an alibi. He he pulls out his blue book. Not a Kelly blue book, but his, uh, like, a appointment book. He says, I think, I'm pretty sure I was helping orphans that day. So are we all set? And Henry says, sure, but oh, one more thing. He does the one finger. One question. Your, your real name can't be Gustavo Cortez, is it? And Gus says, yeah, of course, you know, it's my name, Gustavo Cortez. Says it right here on my name tag. Uh, owner, manager. And he says, Henry says, well, I can find no record of you, of any Gustavo Cortez or something. And Gus pulls it. He says, well, that's a funny story. You see those orphans I'm helping. This is made up, by the way. Uh, you know, I was on the run as an orphan, too. So, you know, I had to, you know, adopt a name. You know, and there was other stuff, like traumatic stuff. Uh, so thanks for rehashing that. And the boss says, you know, you know what, we're cool, man. He goes, you're good. And Gustavo says goodbye to everybody. He even kind of tries to alpha Henry. He says, hey, you, you can't get up. I'll come shake your hand goodbye. Then he goes, the cops talk. Henry's still confident as he lays out his side of the case. Gus goes to the elevator. They show him thinking while he waits for the elevator. Then they cut back. Henry's pitching the guy some questions. Then we're back at Gus. I couldn't tell if he was mad or afraid, but he stands at the elevator. His thumb is like twitching. His thumb just keeps twitching. And then everyone's questioning Henry's ideas and his motivations, and he's trying to sway them. Uh, but whatever he lays out, even Gomez starts making faces, and the boss says, no way, bro, no way. And Ramon, not Ruben, Ramon, he's like, dude, I'm an action star. There's no chance this is correct, and Henry's pissed. Uh, then the next scene is Saul. He brings money over to Angela's house, uh, Jose's old girlfriend. He kicks it there. He says, hey, where's your kid? Let's play some cars. And she's got a nice new place, looks like a house, a sweet pad. Saul's real nice, and then she, she, he's about to roll out, and she's like, hey, how's Jose doing? And uh, she's, oh, she has unbelievably cute dimples, the actress. Holy moly. Uh, so, I had, you know, I wrote that down. She has super cute dimples, I put. And... And she's beautiful, too, but uh, I, did, I didn't notice her dimples till this episode. Uh, Jose's in the car. He's eating something. At first, that's what I, that was my first impression. Saul tells him that, man, that place is sweet. And then I noticed Jose was not eating. He was chewing on his finger, fingernail, nervously. And then Jose's like, you know what? I'm going to get out of the car and go see her. I think that's what he said. Uh, then next scene is Cielo. She's hiding money and clothes, those vacuum clothes bags that were big like five years ago. But they're so heavy with the money, they break the shelves. Then there's a family dinner with everybody, Henry Maria, Walt Cielo Jr. They're all drinking wine, which I'm like, 
If you're in G Gamblers Anonymous, you can drink. That's a that's a ripoff. Uh, but Henry's in the same shirt from earlier that day, so nice continuity, great continuity, and great shirt by for a second time in one day. I love that shirt. And then Henry and Walter in a car talking. And Henry's like, we're going somewhere. I think this was the next day, though. And he's like, where are we going? And Henry's like, yeah, trust me, bro. Let me lead. And they pull in the Los Pollos. And the chicken's out front dancing. Henry's talking about Don Gustavo, Don Cortez. And he lays out his case for Walt, you know, which isn't good for Walt to be hearing this. Because uh, he's like, this guy's a Pablo Escobar meth. And then they talk for a while in the car about Henry's theories and Walt's questioning them. And then Henry comes up with this wacky plan. He needs Walt to to do it. And Henry Walt's like, well, what do you mean to do? He's like, oh, bug Henry's car. And then all of a sudden Mario pulls up. He's sitting in his car reading the paper, just listening in. And Henry keeps trying to pitch Walt, pitch Walt to bug the car, almost emasculating Walt. And finally he goads Walt into it. Uh, Walt gets out of the car. He goes into action. Mario watches. Like, Walt, the whole time Mario must know what's going on. Walt does the old shoe tie thing. And then I sit, puts on move. Oh, the old shoe, shoe put tie, put it on move. But he doesn't put it on, or did he? And then does the chicken see what's going on? And then Walt goes into order. Gus takes his order. Walt tells him about the bug. Walt orders a drink. And then he rolls out news. I don't know what that word says. Walt rolls out, oh, nervous, N-E, and then it looks like a V, and then the rest of it's just like a, a squiggly line. And then Gus must have told him to put it on the car, so Walt does, and Henry's amazed. And he's like, dude, what's with the soda? Where's mine? Why didn't you get any nuggets? And Henry laughs. He's happy. He was also, he has a sweet red shirt on in that scene. I don't know what this says. Creep shot. Uh, something shot offices draw, do, do away. Cheap shot offices uh, do away. I don't know, but Walt runs into the lab. He makes his case to the camera. Uh, he goes there, like goes back and forth between like a security camera POV shot, uh, or not a POV, but an actual like security camera footage, and then actual in lab shots where Walt's begging for Henry or himself or trying to come up with a plan. Uh, then Walt runs over to Jose's or drives over there, knocks on his door. Jose's slow to answer. Uh, they talk about cigarettes. Walt's all bent out of shape. Jose's got this chessboard shirt on, T-shirt. It's like a surreal M.C. Escher chessboard shirt. Uh, not official, though. And Walt gets more and more irritated as Jose just stays chilled out. He's like, bro, calm down. And then finally Jose says, no, Walter, just like Mario would. And then Jose walks off for some reason. Walt just sits in a chair at Jose's. He's upset. He's got that thinking, hands on his head thing. Then Jose's phone rings. Walt jumps up and checks it. 
And it, it's a text that says meetings canceled, El Jefe or something. And then, you know, and, or Jose comes back. Well, it's like, I think your phone rang. Then we have Gus watching Walt in the lab. Gus has a very blank bird-like look on his face as he watches Walt over the security cameras. Then Mario rolls in. He's got an update about uh, what's going on with Henry. And he's like, Henry's operating on his own volition. And then they have some cool uh, shots of, uh, like, a reflection of Gus and Henry's sunglasses, a close-up of that, of Gus sitting in his chair. Mario gives all the info he has on Henry. Uh, next thing we know, we see cowboy boots. I'm like, who's cowboy boots? And the answer is, it's Gus's cowboy boots. He walks to his car. He looks at the bug, he pulls it off, looks at it, puts it back, and then he takes a cab. And then we're back with Don Salamanca, Don Hector, who's watching a nature program. And Gus says, oh, Don Hector. And Gus calmly tell, talks about Henry and the anti-narcoticos. Then we have a flashback 10 years earlier, and Gus and his uh, partner or his buddy are at some giant estate lakeside. They're on this sweet deck with uh, real nice buildings. Don Hector rolls up. Uh, he doesn't even acknowledge them. He just pees into the lake. Uh, then a younger guy comes who I didn't recognize right away. He plays nice uh, while Don, Don Hector acts all tough and talks about the Polios Hermanos. Then another guy comes who's like a super smooth guy. And he loves uh, Gus and his partner. He's all positive. Then I realized the second guy was a guy Gus was on the phone with at some point. Like in one, of, he was like one of the half A's. And the third guy, he's eating uh, like some sort of peanut or something cashew. He's all happy. He's got this real nice pink striped shirt on, unbuttoned. He's got his chest hair out, and they're talking meth. And Don Hector complains about this. And Gus kind of pitches this idea, and his partner tries to help him make the case. They talk about chemistry, quality, purity. Uh, then Gus makes some kind of pitch that almost stuns the guys, and Don Hector does not like it. It's like a Coke versus meth argument. And they're saying it's way easier, Don Hector. Man-made meth is. And we got all the chemicals here. So then Don Hector grabs the booze, like uh, some tequila, so they celebrate. And they start to negotiate, but then the third guy's like, you know what, Gus, I don't know if this is going to work out. They try to reason, then they make a deal. Then it's back to present day, and Gus and Hector are there. Uh, and the episode ends. All right, so we're talking season four, episode eight, Hermanos. And it opens with Gus and Walt, Walt talking, and Gus, you see Gus's face, and you say, oh, that's, that's, a, that's an expressive face Gus has. Not a, you know, he doesn't have a lot of things to express, uh, di displeasure, uh, disapproval. You know, he, I mean, he has, you know, you know, can I take your order? But he, we watch Gus's face as they talk about uh, family, and Walt's family, and Gus says, you know, don't worry, it's going to be fine. Walt, now thank me and shake my hand. You know, pretend I'm Gus, uh, Gus the Pollo Sermanos guy. 
Animal says, oh, yeah, yeah, thank you. And he says, you're quite welcome, Mr. White. And then we see some action. And then the next thing we know, see Gus, he's going to see Tio, uh, Tio uh, Salamanca, Hector, Don Hector, I believe. Uh, so I can't read my writing here. It definitely doesn't say Hector. It says Don something else. So maybe that was his name in the... Uh, but he's watching the TV news. Gus comes in. He drags a chair over. Brilliant use of sound and things. He just drags it across the floor. And talk about an expressive face because Gus's face is full of glee right now. And he says he has some news for you, T.O. What does that say? Oh, Don Salamanca. It looks like a Sahara with my writing. Yeah, but Gus tells him all the news, you know, weather, you know, rain coming. And then he pats Hector's and he says, sorry, I know that, you know, I know your knees don't like the rain. And he goes, but this is what comes to this kind of stuff, you know. We got to take care of our oceans, bro. And then the episode opens. And next thing we need to see is a shirtless Walt. And you say, oh boy, Oshkosh Bagash. And then some handwriting, shirtless wall and changing room. It looks like changing boom parts. But I think it's changing room puts a gown on. And there's a kind of a nervous guy there. And he's like, is this one, is this the exam with the loud machine? And Walt's like, no, 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 no. That's the pet CTC. He goes, this is, uh, he goes, this isn't, this is a quiet machine, no magnets. And then this guy starts to spill his guts to Walt, but Walt, you know, he's like, dude, bro, I got a call. You know, I got, he goes, uh, I mean, this guy's talking about his wife's story, life story, his family, his new business. And Walt's like, yeah, hold on, I got to call Jesse. The most, You know, he, he drives me nuts. And he says, Jesse, call me back. And then the guy goes, right, anyway, it was a big wake-up call, letting up control, you know. You know, man plans, God laughs. And Walt goes, uh, no, no, that's a load of malarkey. Guy goes, I'm sorry. And Walt says, never give up control. Live life on your own terms. And the guy's, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, I get it, man. You're totally, t- I'm, t- I'm digging you. And he's like, but well, this is the big C. And Walt's like, to heck with the big C. You know, I've been taking it. And he goes, you know, I'm, I'm the, you know what big C calls me? Heisenberg, bro. He goes, he goes, they can't take me. And the guy goes, uh, oh, holy, holy lady, make a bath. I'm having a you know, Shakespearean crisis here. And Walt says, hey, you're having one. And Walt goes, you know who's in charge? Me. And then he goes, wait, are you doing, is this lady make a bath or you? And Walt goes, that's how I live my life, you know. And I noticed there's a great inspirational photo on the wall. It said, stick together. And it had, I think it had geese. Yeah, it was geese flying in formation. Inspirational photo. Uh, then we have Walt in the lab, but Gus is watching from his laptop. Uh, then he goes out and he talks to a guy that's working about flyer residue. And then the phone rings. He says, Pollos Hermanos, where something delicious is always cooking. And they say, cops. He goes, okay, yeah, sure, detective. He goes in the police office. He sees a picture of the guy that used to work for him. Then he sees Hank through the door. 
Uh, Gus rolls in with a double dose of innocent and coy. And they say, you have any idea why we can't call you in here, Mr. Fring? And he said, uh, I don't know, is love of chicken a uh, certified crime nowadays? Uh, he actually didn't say that, but I said, you know. But they say, oh, you sure you don't want a lawyer? He goes, lawyer, we're all friends here, you know, friends of the chicken. And then, you know, Hank says, you know, I'm sure you never asked the chicken that. And he said, Agent Schrader. Uh, but they say, you know, blah, blah, blah. He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, hey, Gail Bedecker. He goes, you know, I gave him a chemistry scholarship. And it's a key little sneak in here. Uh, he says, I named the scholarship after my friend Maximo. Maxim, 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 I can't pronounce it. Maxim, I N O. Maxim, no. Maxim, no. Arsenega. Arsenega, I think. And he said, Gal, you know, he was one of three dozen people that got that scholarship. Uh, he goes, yeah, we were kind of friends, but I hadn't seen him in a while. We ran into each other, had dinner. You know, he was trying to sell me on something. He goes, is that, he goes, is that why I'm here? And they go, well, you know, why would Gal reach out? He goes, well, he, he said he had an investment. He didn't say what it was, but he goes, uh, I think it was something vague, you know. He goes, MLM tell you stuff. He goes, Gail was a great guy, but he took shortcuts. And, you know, that's, I don't know if you guys know anything, but I don't even like fly, fly, flyer residue or fryer residue. You know, that's why my chickens taste so damn good. Right, right, Mr. Schrader, Agent Schrader, Detective Schrader. Sorry about that. And then they said, well, geez, where were you on this date? He said, oh, cancer kids for, you know, anti-cancer, cancer kids for cancer, you know, and chickens. And then everybody goes, okay, we're pretty done here. And then Hank, he says, oh, Hank does this great move. Let me look at my notes again. Oh, yeah, Hank plays some. Oh, yeah, he goes, no problem, guys. And then he goes, oh, wait, wait, one more thing. But he was totally playing dumb. And he goes, he can't seem to find any record of Gus Fring anywhere in uh, Chile. And he goes, that's strange. And for a second, Gus freaks out and he says, you don't know, you know, he goes, we're a war-torn country, you know. That's why he can't find any records. Okay, call it con, you damn colonist. And Hank goes, no, no, that was the, you know, he goes, we, America's, we, we, you know, we colonize, you know, we do a different kind of colonization. And he goes, you imperial. He goes, I'm just here to help you. He goes, why don't you come by the restaurant, at, you know. And then we see Gus at the elevator. He's got a grim look on his face. There's a close-up where he keeps putting his finger to his thumb. And then we go back to the police officers. They're like, so, Hank, we buying it? And Hank's like, he's on one side of the table. Very good to even stacking. Hank's on one side of the table. The other three cops are on the other side. And they're like, uh, what do you think? And everyone's like, this guy. And Hank's like, he, he's no good. And they're like, dude, he, he's totally crystal, crystal clean. It all checks out. And Hank's like, no, please. You know, they go back and forth. Uh, then we see Saul in, in uh, Odenkirk's just, just killing the lines here. He goes to the door. He's at Angela's house. And he, he just, he goes, uh, he goes, well, that's a nice touch, bird bass. I mean, what about better uh, opening? And he goes, hey, Tiger, what's up, buddy, to her son? 
Uh, he even says, how's it hanging? And the kid says, good. And they say, yeah. And then they talk about how nice her house is. He gives you a little money. He says, hey, champ, this was a good one. He kind of all loses himself. Oh, first they cut, yeah, because I was like, how'd they set up that salt? Because salt says, nice touch, but then they cut to uh, Huel's outside standing out in the front yard. And her nosy neighbor sees him. And Huel's like smelling uh, his hand or something weird. He was doing something that and the neighbors watching, but then they come back to Saul and he was so funny. He goes, yeah, everybody loves school. Seesaws, chasing girls with sticks. He's like, oh, yeah, it wasn't until fifth grade I found out she liked me too. But then her family moved to Scottsdale, so carpe diem. And then he says bye, and then she kind of checks in with Jesse. He goes to the car, Jesse's in the car. And it was Jesse who looked like he was wearing a new leather coat. And Jesse's asking, he goes, hey, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not Ed McMahon or whatever. If you want to talk to her, go talk to her. And Jesse's like, all right, I'm out. Uh, then we see Skylar. She's bagging clothes and money in those vacuum bags. Uh, then there's some good music. It was uh, Cricket Sing for Ava, Anna Maria by Walter... I can't read my handwriting, something. And then we see all the bags of money and clothes are in the crawl space under the house. Uh, then we have dinner, Hank Marie, Walt, Skyler, and Junior. And just like two, you know, just Skyler's talking about the business and, you know, what she's learning and, and, and working with the employees and Marie's like, oh, I'm inspired by this. Maybe I'll be my own boss and move up to management. Uh, also, Marie had no purple on. And then they're like, Walt, uh, what's going on with you? He goes, I'm still good, man. Total remission. And Hank goes, cheers. And everyone's like, well, Hank, how are you doing? And he's like, I'm getting there. And then Marie's like, well, he had a big dinner with the muckety-mucks at the DEA. Or a big meeting. And Hank goes, it was a dead end. And then they, oh, it's a, Marie's like, he's not telling me. And then Hank's like, hey, well, can you do me a favor? I want to go to this mineral, gem and mineral show at the fairgrounds. Can you give me a ride? Marie's got to work. And then we cut to them in the car. And this was one of the, my favorite scenes of all time. I'd forgotten where Walt's a brilliant acting here. It's just a small thing, but... Uh, Walt's driving, he's just going on a kind of nervous, but ner nervous and natural uh, Walter White tangent. Goes, uh, oh yeah, I had a collection of my own back in high school. Nothing fancy. Just entry-level entry barrels and garnets. And one passable black tourmaline or something. And then and just watching, oh man, this acting is good. Because he's like, just turn here. And the writing and the directing and casting. But he goes, uh, one piece of Morganite that was very special. It was heat-treated, so it had that classic cast to it. You know, that rose, salmon hue. And then finally Hank said, he goes, well, there's no rock show. Okay, we're not doing that. That was a way for me to focus my attention away from, you know, because that was a part of my process of getting well. And what Hank's like, Walt's like, where are we going? He goes, oh, pull in here. And then they pull into Los Polios. 
And then there's this long scene where uh, Hank kind of tells Walt uh, everything he's thinking about uh, uh, Gus. Oh, yeah, he goes, are we going to Walt's place? You just see Walt's breathing change. And then he goes, is this is this fun run guy? And he goes, yeah, yeah. And he goes, and then, and then they talk and they talk about Gail. And he says, this is, he goes, this is some serious acting this guy's doing. He goes, uh, like terms of endearment convincing. And then he's trying to get convinced Walt to, uh, to bug, uh, Gus's car, you know, there's this extra level of clearly, you know, Walt's level of, you know, Walt's freaking but trying not to freak. And he's like, look at this is Volvo, 10 years old, totally sticks to his game, you know. And he goes, just with this bike tracker on there, he goes, it's magnetized. And he goes, we got to come back and get it, but we can see where he goes. And he goes, this isn't legal. It's on the download. He goes, just pretend you're tying your shoe. And Walt's like, I don't know, Hank. I don't know. And Hank's like, don't make me beg, please. So Walt really doesn't have any choice. So then he gets out of the car. He kind of takes his time. Uh, and in Metastasis, I think Mario was there the whole time. But I don't think Mike pulls up till the end. But then Walt goes in, you know, Hank's like, go in and order some food. Walt goes in, he puts a, he goes, uh, Gus pulls up to the counter and pushes the other guy that's working. And Walt's kind of speechless. And we put Gus and he's like, hey, what's your order? And Walt's like, uh, uh, and Hank's like, can I, and he goes, I didn't do it, I didn't do it. And Gus says, do it, uh, do it. Can I help you with your order? And then uh, Walt goes out, he's holding the soda, then he kind of checks again or he puts it on. Uh, then Mike, uh, we see him, he's hidden this time till the end. And it's like, was he there the whole time or not? But then we see, finally see Mike watching. And then we see Gus staring off after them as they pull out. Then Walt rushes into the lab, he talks to Gus in the camera. Like, oh, I didn't know. Oh, you know, this is not, you know, I'm not telling on you. He goes, Hank doesn't know anything. Don't worry. There's no worry to reason to worry about this. And then Walt's still freaking out. So then he goes to dad, Jesse. He's ringing Jesse's door like a madman. Jesse opens the door. Walt just barges right in. Jesse's like, don't wait, like, to be invited in. And then Walt's freaking at him. Where do we stand? What's going on? What's well, so Jesse's like, dude, calm it down. And he goes, you know, you're, you're he goes, you're, you're making me do everything, and then you're gonna yell at me. And Walt's like, this is getting, you know, Hank knows. And again, Jesse's like, calm down, bro. And Walt's like, we're gonna get caught. What is that? And Jesse's like, I don't know. And then he's like, well, you could check out, put a good word for Mike in and whatever. And then he's like, you know, come on, do something, Jesse, fix this. I mean, he doesn't say it that directly, you know, but, uh, you know, that's kind of what's behind his words. And he's like, get nervous, you know, and Jesse's like, I don't know. He goes, I'm going to use the restroom. And he goes to the restroom, his phone buzzes. Of course, Walt checks it. He said, I had that phone once, the model phone Jesse had. 
And we'll check, and it's Mike's like, okay, boss is busy meeting off. And Walt's like, you got a call. And this is actually a hugely important scene. And I, I think the last time I watched it, I wasn't, I don't remember it. But now, seeing again, a lot more stuff makes sense that at this little tiny second. Oh, also, I forgot, there were some notes on Jesse's clothes. He was wearing this rhinestone Slim Goodbody shirt. It was like over the top. At some point, he also said, dude, what are you, high? And then he goes, whatever, man, I liked that. Uh, then we have Gus talking to Mike on the phone about Hank. And Mike's like, you don't got, you got bigger problems than the Hank, dude. Uh, then we see Gus, he leaves his bug, the bug, he takes it off his car, puts it in a newspaper box. Another thing that's gone extinct since that show, for the most part. At least, uh, maybe it might be some newspaper boxes at fast food places, but not many. Uh, then he goes back to seeing Hector. Hector's watching uh, the Grandparents Polka. That was the show he was watching. I'm not making that up. Uh, Grandparents Polka. It's time for the Grandparents Polka. That's what they said, the uh, announcer. Uh, then Gus sits kind of elated. I don't know. I don't know what that word is. E-L-A-Y-E-D. I don't know what that means in, in any language. A. Gus sits kind of. What, what words have a Y in the middle like that? With an E. E L A Y E D. And then it fits in the sentence Gus sits kind of relayed, thoughtful grins. Huh, interesting. Yeah, but he sits, you know, he sits with him. He's relaxed. That's what it is. R-E-L-A-X-E-D. We got it. Kind of relaxed, thoughtful, grins. Okay, that makes sense. And then he talks about his past, and then we uh, do a flashback. Uh, We see water to the day. Flashback to water is to the day. And we wonder how he could be boring. And then we see Gustavo and his partner, uh, the one named probably after the uh, the thing. And they're both nervous. They're sitting down. Hector comes out, Don Hector Salamanca. He goes to pee in the pool. He doesn't follow that rule to keep the pee out of the pool. And then somebody says, who will tell on me? Oh, about peeing in the pool. Because the other Don, the other... Cartel member is like, dude, why are you peeing in the pool? The boss isn't going to like that. There's like a filter on the on the filming, you know, like a sepia filter, so you can tell it's the past. And they're like, what about some drinks for our guests? And Don Hector's like, who says they're our guests? And then uh, they say, so, Chicken Brothers, the Don, oh no, the boss doesn't come out yet. There's somebody says, so, Chicken Brothers, I like you. Then place Hector... Oh, but they don't play, 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 but Hector doesn't like them. Then the boss rolls out. He loves their food. And then he says, oh, I love it, man. The way you cook it is zesty, piquant, best in Mexico. And he goes, you know, we Mexicans like a good kick, but he goes, yeah. And then they're talking about Gus isn't a cook. His buddy's a cook. And then he goes, well, who are you, the taster? And then he goes, oh, no, Gustavo's a businessman. 
Uh, then they do a little talking around. So I say, well, if the chicken's good, what else do you have? Something on the side. And then they do that for a minute. And they say, like, drugs, like mess. And then they say, oh, Don Eladio. And then they kind of go back and forth about how mess is the poor man's coke for bikers and hillbillies. Uh, but Gus, is, your partner's a biochemist, talks just like Wally talks about chirons or something, chirality, potency, good cooking. They talk about, well, geez, you guys are good at, Gus is good at shoveling manure. And then we see kind of Gus's flaws because he's kind of being insulting to Don Eladio, like a, the king of the cartel, you know. Like, even while he's trying to be a partner with him, he can't help but kind of talk a little bit down to him. And, and the guy's not, you know, because he, he shouldn't, he should have found a better way to do business with me to manipulate because they were just giving free masks to the cartel workers through the restaurant. But then Augustus partner's like, you know, a good thing about meth is it's man-made, you know, all chemicals, you know, who wouldn't want, just like that, you know, just like the stuff we put in the chickens to make it taste good. He goes, you don't got to worry about, you know, coca and because we can do it all here in Mexico. And then Donald is like, well, why would I negotiate with someone who does not respect me and who manipulates me into having a meeting? And then he says, listen, Gus, you're not in Chile anymore. And this is another important line because he says there's something... Uh, I don't know, where, is this where it says, like, uh, something comes up about uh, who Gus was in Chile. Maybe Mike said that. But then we go back to the present, and then Gus is with Hector. He says, hey, look at me, Hector. And he goes, uh, eh, maybe next time. I'll see you later. And that's the end of the episode. Hey, there's, there's some movies coming out, so I want to read some movies. I want to thank everybody who wrote movie reviews for the upcoming movies coming out this weekend. There's one called uh, Nate the Law. Oh, if you want to review this podcast, go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash iTunes. With this movie, Nate the Law, they say, the reviewer says, the only thing they can make, their, it's a mind, stop in the mind racing movie, five stars. It's got an attorney in it they can't stop thinking about work, but the next thing you know, they sleep like a baby. That sounds interesting, like a good movie, Nate the Law. Uh, next movie I heard about is called Random Girl 1220, which is not anything like that lonely girl thing. It's like a, it's about a, a warm milk and clearing the mind via warm milk, a, a goofy rambling movie, like a rambling brook. And, you know, they don't even know if it's a story or, but, you know, you'll be a little bit sad if you miss this movie or if you fall asleep. Uh, next movie is an Australian movie. It's called Sleepy Lou, L-U. And a reviewer uh, in this thing, five stars, works really well. And the movie really works. You might not finish it with the movie, but it's uh, kind of a non-judgmental film, soothing, highly recommend. Uh, then there's a new movie here in the U.S. called St. Helena Saint. And you see, does they have to do with any volcanoes? They say, no, it's, it helps me a lot better than medication movie. 
Uh, give it a try. It's an overactive mind movie. And if you need seven hours of sleep, this might, this movie's seven hours and six months long. But the best part is uh, you don't have to toss and turn. You just watch it. You could even try some of the older versions of this movie. Another one coming out this weekend is Mountain Sunrise. And that movie, according to this review, is awesome. Five stars. Calming and funny movie. Mountain Sunrise. Great for any person. In this movie, I think this is this is a UK movie. It's FCH twenty two thirty three. So it's maybe a sci fi movie. The, the reviewer just says a small, not a capital, but the other one, F, five stars put put you to sleep. But at five stars, so that's got to be good, right? Uh, this one I'm looking forward to seeing this weekend. Mrs. Gripes, it's called. Or grips, I'm not sure. Don't know how, don't know why. That's what the reviewer says. Five stars. They rolled their eyes when they heard about it, but they truly enjoyed it. Don't understand the movie, but it's embracing like it's magic. And this is one that intrigues me. Auto Likos. Auto Likos. Uh, so I don't know, I think it's like uh, there's Daily Koss, you know, KOS. There's. Uh, Auto, so I don't know, but the, the reviewer says the only thing that's worked. Uh, lifelong insomniac by the book never works. You know, of course they don't like that. Uh, melatonin could leave you drowsy. That must be another movie. And uh, boring stuff frustrates or distracts. But uh, after a few weeks of this movie... Uh, it's effective, uh, get ready for bed, uh, breaks in the saw process, and relaxed. So that's an audibly clause. Check it out. And I think this is like a superhero movie. Aquina 71, like a throwback to the 70s superhero movie. Diagnosis of Sleep. I don't know if it may, so maybe it's a sequel. Aquina 71, Diagnosis of Sleep. Looking forward to this movie, five stars, according to the reviewer. Want to sleep in a movie in a good mood? It's like being in a boat ride in the tunnel in the Chocolate River in Charlie and Chocolate Factory with a cherry on top. Uh, the next movie I heard about was called Renee Dub. I think it's like, you know, it's like it's a movie I'm addicted. It's a solution about a solution. Words can't express how much this movie works. Works the first time. Give it a few tries, and uh, it'll it'll help out. And then there's a political movie. It comes from Canada, where all great humor starts. Uh, it's called Mikey Prez, <clears throat> and I think that's one about the kid that becomes president. Not kid president from YouTube, though. It really helps. Uh, that sounds like a kind of president I would want. Uh, someone with problems falling asleep because their mind's racing. This movie works. Uh, senseless stories do bore you to sleep. Uh, so that's Mikey Prez. Uh, Drew Dahl, too. I, I don't know. I don't, it's a comedy, I guess. Five stars. A satire comedy. They saw but then they woke up. Works as advertised. Uh, then I heard about this Australian film, Jam Six. Jam Six. But without an E, so I, I said, what is this one? This sounds titillating, but there's no E. So it might be about saxophones or something. And the reviewer gave it five stars. They love it. Uh, busy brains that can't stop. Decent nights. Uh, uh, minimum, but thoughts minimized. Good work. And then there's one called uh, Little Miss Brina. I don't know if that's related to Miss Sunshine, Little Miss Sunshine, but sounds good. 
Five stars. Uh, never been more enjoyable. Used to take them hours to watch. They used to, you know. But now this movie will knock you off your socks. Uh, and they love it. Can't recommend it enough. And this is another one. This is, these are really great, great titles lately. Cat is, Cattles Like with a K. So I don't know if it's about cat cattling or what. But five stars. Uh, and they say it's just it's great. Uh, and then this one, I'm guessing maybe it's a comedy. Maybe it's a satire. It's called Crazy Legs 27. Amazing. Uh, good voice, good sense of humor, and you'll you'll ne- you'll never believe the ending. Then this one, I think, is a biopic. Five stars. Nora Naus. Uh, it sounds like a you know it's a great tale. Stumbling, bumbling, hilarious, boring, distracting, creative. Snooze time. Unique, boring, funny, and helpful. And that's Nora Naus in theaters now. Uh, another one coming out of her about called uh, Love Startup. And, you know, I think that title explains it all. And the reviewer loved this movie. And it's just, it's like a sampler. Uh, checked it out. Silly and wonderful. That's Love Startup. Uh, and then we have a Canadian um, uh, nature pick called Fawny. It comes from Canada. It's a go-to nature story. It's got a drowsy fawn in it and uh, five stars. And then we have the movie, I think I've heard of this movie before, Motor Pickle. I love saying Motor Pickle. And it's, this reviewer says they could watch this movie every single night. As soon as they move, hear the movie's voice, they start getting asleep. They look forward to watching the movie every night. They dread watching other movies. Uh, but now they look forward to it. Thank you, Motor Pickle. And there's another movie coming out from the UK. It's called Greb Greb Grebbly. And I say Grebbly. That sounds. It's about mercy of the mind. That's deep, weird but wonderful. The reviewer says. I said I'll check that movie out for sure. And this one is an interesting. All Minds Two. I didn't see All Minds One, but they say this movie's better than ASMR. Five stars. Never thought this movie would work, maybe because they didn't like All Minds One, but it does. Uh, then we have this movie, it just sounds, it sounds adult. Uh, Paris Wood 17 from the UK. This movie's a one star. It says, what the hell is this guy on about? Found it difficult to relate or understand anything he was on about. So, you know, they, they, so don't, don't bother with that one, Paris Wood. Uh, then another uh, sci-fi one out of Canada, K8EB6. I don't know if that's like a short circuit, you know, rebooted. But they can't, this reviewer loves it so much. Dulcet, there's dulcet stuff in the movie, you'll be hooked. So that's another one to put on the list. How about this one, JR324? That's in, there's a lot of sci-fi ones coming out. Oh, no, this is an accounting movie, and it works. Works every time. Five stars. And another Canadian movie. This sounds like a nice one. Kelly Joe. And it's about, it looks like there's a lot of hearts here. And a kiss. A boyfriend. Uh, after the glass slipper type story. Uh, you'll love it. And maybe you want to hear it the next day. So that sounds like a winner. I guess that sounds like something I'd check out. 
And then uh, I heard about this movie. Sounds like a camp out Kim. So I don't know what it is. Is that a kid's movie? Or, and it said, the reviewer said snoozerific. So I don't know. That might be passive aggressive. Five stars, though. So I guess it's not. And they said truly cha- life changing movie, Racing and Dolls. So that's good. And then this must be a university movie, CJU2, CJ2U. Oh, no, it could be a love letter. And they love it. One suggestion, uh, don't say alls, but that's a that's a colloquialism from upstate New York. Uh, so it takes place in upstate New York where they say alls. Alls you have to do. And it's just, it's just the way we talk, I guess. So that's cool, local film. And this one looks, like, interesting. It's from Australia. It's called J. Martizzle. And then I guess the movie's terrific. Uh, must have. Five stars. And then finally, a science movie. It's called Misophil. Misophil. Uh, maybe it's not a science movie, but I was thinking it had chlorophyll in it, but it could have miso. It says, what the heck? Uh, it's, but it's magic. Five stars. So that's cool. And then finally, this last film. I'm not sure if I'm going to see it or not. It sounds great, so Garbles the Clown. And True Genius, this movie, five stars. Always enjoyable. Not what you'd expect, uh, but it, it has a way, its way about it. And it's hard to replicate. That's always good. And uh, highly recommended, so it works every time. Garbles the Clown. So that's the movie reviews I read this week. Thanks.